Good morning, gentlemen. I'd like to share with you, I think, a very important thought and principle in the way Hashem created the world. You know, sometimes we are given the information before we have a question. When you're given information before you have a question, the information doesn't have the same effect. If you're searching for something and you find it, it's a lot more meaningful and a lot more effective. If you're not searching for something and someone hands it to you, you don't see the value. You're not looking for So unfortunately, most of our learning of Torah and mitzvot and our introduction to Torah and mitzvot was given to us before we had a question. And somebody handed to us, okay, do this, don't do that, go here, don't go here. And because we had no questions, it seemed like somebody came to put a box in our head so we should be able to carry it around. We didn't see the value because we didn't have any question. In reality, the Torah is an answer to a very big question. If you don't have the question, then the answer doesn't hit you the way it should. We have one of the most important levels of intelligence in life. It's actually the initial level of intelligence. Is when a person realizes that they may have opinions on every subject in life. And every one of those opinions could be completely wrong. Which means that just because you think and I think that I have the right idea on something, whether that something is a question of what's right or wrong in the sense of Torah and mitzvot, or I have a path that's going to bring my life to a higher pleasure and success just because you think that this is going to get you to the place of pleasure just because you think that's going to end up in the right place that is no proof to the reality this is a very important part of human intelligence going with your opinion on any subject matter is a complete risk because you must remember the words of Shlomo Amelech who says Kol derech ish yashar which means any mindset of any person in his eyes looks like there's no other way. Of course, that's the way you 
have a happy marriage. Well, of course, the way I'm doing it. Of course, that's how you raise a great family. The way I'm doing it. Of course, you're supposed to wake up at 11 o'clock every morning. That's the way you do it. You wake up early, you're going to lose your happiness. Of course, you're supposed to do nothing on a Sunday. Of course, how else could you enjoy life if you do things on Sunday? You're supposed to do nothing. And actually, whenever you could do nothing, great opportunity. Jump on it. You're laughing, but people have opinions on every subject matter. And in their mind, their opinion of the subject is clear. It's the right way. Whether you think waking up at 11 is the right way or waking up at 4 is the right way makes no difference. At the end of the day, whatever it is that you think, that is the way to think. This is the pasuk that Shlomo HaMelech alerts us to tell us, do not be so confident in your opinion on anything in life. Because your opinion to you looks perfect. The guy opposite you has the opposite opinion. And in his eyes, he's also perfect. So therefore, having clarity with your own opinion doesn't guarantee that what you think is actually the right thing. This is a very important part of every human's initial understanding of life. Before you understand what to do, what not to do, what's the right way to be married, what's the right way to raise children, what's the right way to live, what's the right way to be a friend, what's the right way to react to a certain situation. Before you ask what you're supposed to do, the first initial stage is that you cannot rely on your opinion on any subject. And when you think, but that's what I think, it's so obvious to me, you got to realize everyone thinks it's obvious. The biggest drug addict in the world, in his eyes, he's on the right deadest. He may make a mistake here and there, Everyone knows they make some mistakes along the way. No one thinks they're perfect. That's not what Shlomo Amel is saying. But he's saying that the general mindset, the, the general outlook of what is the way to become a happy person, what is the way to succeed, what is the way to do anything. In general, everyone's got their own derech, and in their eyes, their derech is perfect. And this confidence in ourselves is the cause of the majority of destruction of the world. If it's not 100%, it's 99.9%. All destruction that came onto this planet, that people destroyed their life, it's because they were confident in their opinion. And then they regretted Sometimes they regretted it five minutes later. Sometimes they regretted it five hours later. 
Sometimes they regret it five years later. Sometimes 50 years later. And sometimes when they reach a different place in a different world, they realize a lot of regrets. Sometimes a father looks at his children and says, I messed up. It should happen more often. Meaning people really do realize it. They don't always say it. Not the kids that I really wanted to raise. What, what happened to my kids? Answer is, what happened is, very simple. That you had an opinion of how to raise a child. You used your opinion because you're very confident. That is, what, what, what else could there be? How else do you raise a family? And you just went with it. And it was wrong. Simple. Without any kind of uh, sugar coating. People went into a marriage thinking, Gan Eden. Five years later, they're miserable. What happened? What happened is, you were confident in how to be married. You thought, it's a piece of cake. What, what does that mean? I, I know what I have to do. Simple. I have to ask. What do I have to ask for? No need to ask. I know it. That is why rarely in life, rarely, rarely, you will have somebody asking a question on important life decisions. Even a young man getting married for the first time. You would imagine that every young man who gets married is waiting online to talk to married people, those who were successful, those who failed, and getting his notebook out and writing down all the mistakes or all the direction you would think that your son will come to you when he's ready to get married and you say, Dad, please give me your, your advice. I need a few hours of your time. You've been married for 30 years. Let's, in a couple of hours, give me some important tips that you could share with me. You know how many kids do that? Almost none. You know how many people, when they have a child for the first time, go for help to see how to raise a child? Almost none. You have the most important item that you own in life is your kids. And nobody even bothers to look into the matter. How come? Answer is because we have this confidence in our opinion and we assume that if we think this is the way, then it must be the way. Why else would we think it? This is the way people live life. By the way, this starts from a very early age. Even two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds who clearly know nothing about life. They don't even know how to read. They don't even know how to add and subtract. But yet they're so confident in whatever decision that they make to the extent that if their father and mother tell them they shouldn't do something, they'll, they'll, they'll start crying and getting angry. What are, what are you getting angry for? Because I want this. But daddy says it's not good for you. What does daddy know? I know it's good for me. I see it that way. This starts from a very young age. It's the natural feeling of every human. You didn't do, we didn't do anything wrong to have this confidence. It was built in. It's, it's part, actually, it's part of the Yetzirah. When it says in the Torah that a person's mind has Ra from youth, what, what's the Ra? 
This is one of the ra. One of the ra is that he makes you confident in your opinion. He says, ra means bad, evil. He tells you right now, get angry. This is the way to handle yourself. If you want to succeed in life, this is the way you do it. When you don't get what you want, you get angry. And you show them who's strong. And you show them who's boss. And in your mind, that's the only way. It's obvious. This confidence is the Yetzirah that's placed into our mind. And it doesn't end when we're four or five. It continues our whole life. Unless you stop one day and make a quick stop and realize that your opinion on any matter is worthless, until you realize that, it's a humbling experience that you had so many opinions on so many issues, whether it's religious issues, whether it's mitzvah issues, whether it's outlook issues, whether it's marriage issues, whether it's children issues, whatever issues that you have an opinion on, there has to come a time in life when you realize that your opinion on any matter is worthless. It's hard to hear. I know. It's hard to hear. It's worthless. Your opinion is worthless. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who, how much money you made. It doesn't make a difference how, how smart you are. Being smart and knowing right and wrong is not the same thing. Being smart means you have a good head. You learn fast. You have a good mind. But it doesn't mean that you could have a good mind for bad things too. So knowing what's good for a person based on his opinion is worthless. When I say worthless, it doesn't mean that every opinion you have is wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's unreliable. You could be wrong. You could be right. You could be taking chances on every single outlook you have in life because not necessarily is it based on reality. It's based on your opinion. This is one of the most important foundations of intelligence that a person must set in his life. He has to wake up one day. Again, it's a humbling experience, not something that we uh, necessarily uh, get excited about. To wake up one day and to look at yourself and say, you know what? Whatever I think on any matter of value, I'm not talking, by the way, about if you like sushi or you like pasta or pizza. Like those things don't, don't matter. We're talking about important things, important decisions, important values. What do you value? What's important to you in life? What's your outlook on things? A person's opinion means absolutely nothing. It doesn't make a difference that you think this way. That doesn't make it any more correct or any more authentic. Important to know that. Again, doesn't mean every outlook we have is wrong. It could be that we got it right somehow. But it doesn't, but it does mean that nothing is absolutely correct because, because you thought it's correct. That is no proof to anything. That's why it says that Hashem gives wisdom to those who have wisdom. Which means if you have wisdom, Hashem will give you wisdom. So the obvious question that they ask is, so how did you get wisdom in the beginning? 
if Hashem only gives wisdom to those who have wisdom, so then how did the guy get wisdom to begin with? If Hashem only gives it to him when he has it, how did he get it to begin with? Answer is, there's two levels of wisdom. The first initial wisdom is what we're talking about today. The initial wisdom is the wisdom to realize that my opinions are not reliable. That's a wise person. Most people in the street don't have this wisdom. They walk around confident in every opinion and its opposite. Without even a doubt that this is the way. Intelligence says, wait, who says that's the way? If everybody's opinion is reliable for themselves, you'll tell me maybe every opinion of every person for themselves is reliable. It's obviously not true. Because if that's the case, nobody would live with any regrets. You would never have regrets in life. Because at the time you made that decision, whenever it was, you thought this is the perfect decision. So if your opinion is reliable, why do you mess up? Answer is, because you're not reliable. Simple, simple mathematics. If, there, if my opinion would be reliable, I would never have regrets in my life. Because always in my life, I acted according to my opinion. Why did you do this? That's what I thought. But it came out to be absolutely wrong. So therefore, first step of chokhmah is to realize Drop your confidence in your opinion. Okay? So, again, you'll forgive me for humbling, for humbling you. It's humbling to me as well. Opinions mean nothing. Now, once you realize that, now you realize that the only way you're going to live life successfully in the short term and the long term, is you got to get to the right way of looking at everything. You know, everything you do, there's a right way and a wrong way. What do you do with your time? There's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. How do you react when somebody knocks you down? There's the right way and the wrong way. There are endless amount of situations in life, and there is a right way to handle it and there's a wrong way to handle it sometimes it's pleasant the right way and sometimes the right way is not so pleasant but regardless there is a right way to do everything there is a right way to be married and if you marry the right way you live in Gan Eden in this world you live in the in a world of pleasure this world and next world there is a right way to do everything these situations are endless. But there's a right and there's a wrong way. That's what chokhmah is. Chokhmah means in any given situation, there is a right and a wrong way. And being a wise person means knowing what is the right way in every situation that attacks you in life. Like I said, sometimes pleasant, you get married, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful situation. There's a right way how to proceed. And sometimes it's not so pleasant. Somebody is out to get you. Someone is trying to hurt you. Someone is making your life miserable. 
There's a right way to handle that too. There is a right and wrong way to handle everything in life. Know that. This is what, that's what Chokhmah means. Chokhmah doesn't mean that you know a lot of halakha. Chokhmah is bigger than that. Chokhmah means you know what to do in every situation in life. Of course, halakha is a big part of that because halakha walks you through many, many different situations in life. But it's not only limited to Shulchan Aruch about this issue and that issue. It's a life, a life vision. Chokhmah gives you the vision of right and wrong in every situation. And when you don't know what to do in that situation, since you know you're not reliable, so the first thing you do is you go ask somebody. The same way you go to a heart surgeon, the best one you could find to ask advice, you wouldn't take a knife and try yourself. You go to a person who knows better. Simple. Once a person understands this very important principle, now they know that they need to go for advice. If life has endless amount of situations, how am I going to get to the right thing to do in every situation? If I'm not reliable, so neither are you. Who are you going to go to? So the answer is, I'm going to give you three important criteria you have to get advice from somebody. Should I go to somebody for advice on any matter? What would you say? Should I go to get advice from anyone on any matter? And if I should, who are the people to go to get advice from? So I'm going to tell you rules, three principles of whom is worthy of giving you advice. Ready for the rules? Rule number one is that the person has to care about you. He has to have proven their love and care for you. A person who doesn't care about you is not reliable when they advise you. A, because they may be lying to you. Or even best case scenario, they're not lying, but they're not thinking too hard either. Because they don't really care the outcome. Should I buy the stock? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? But what do they care? So you lost all your money. They don't care. But someone who loves you and cares about you would think very hard before they advise you to do something. So therefore, number one is the person that has to love you, which knocks out, basically, all of humanity. You have a few people, maybe some people in your family that really, really care about you. Some, not a lot. Friends you probably don't have. Maybe one, if you're lucky, that really care if you suffered in life. Not sure. It's a big question. Yes? Maybe you have Jews who practice ve'afta l're'acha kamocha. Could be a Jew like that. Would also be someone who cares about you. But that's about it. So basically, you have knocked out 8 billion people 
and you're left with a very few, few people. And that's only one condition. There's more conditions. The second condition is that they have to be a proven success in the area that you're asking. Proven success. Not a failure who learned from their failure. A proven success. Not like the Hollywood Shalom Bayit expert who's been divorced four times. Not like that. That person knows a lot about what not to do. But they're of no value because they haven't succeeded. If you need to get advice from someone, the advice that you're asking has to be something that they have succeeded in. You would not want to go to a surgeon who's doing surgery for the first time. Even if he knows a lot about the heart. But you're not going to want that guy to be operating on you. If there's no choice, so maybe he's better than a woman in the kitchen who knows how to handle a knife. But success. Say, oh, I did a thousand of these. And they were successful. Everyone. Okay. That's someone to go to. Proven success is the only person you can ask advice from. So if you want to know how to be married, you got to go to someone who, not someone who was divorced, although they learned a lot, but it's still not valuable enough because you need to know what to do, not only what not to do. You got to go to someone who has proven success. So therefore, going to your mother who loves you the most and asking her which Masechet Gemara you should learn is of zero value. Zero. And she may have a very strong opinion about it. She may want you to learn something more than another. She likes Masechet Berachot because she loves blessings. She loves Berachot. She says, son, let me tell you a lesson I learned many years ago that blessings and gratitude are the most important things in life. And therefore, I strongly recommend you start learning Masechet Berachot before any other Masechet. You know how much value that opinion has? Answer is zero. Ah, she loves you. She loves you, but she knows nothing about the subject. Proven success is an important condition in asking someone for advice. So how many people we have left? We, na uh, we, we narrowed it down. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? You, people who really care about you. And they're experts proven success in the field. And another condition. Third condition. That's not enough either. The third condition is they have to be a consistent person in their lifestyle. You know, some people, they're very moody. I don't know if you've ever met moody people. Moody. Every time you see them, you don't know who's, who's there. Every time you have to ask, Mi Who's here? Who came today? Your wife knocks on the door and you need to know who just showed up. Right? Because, you know, your wife is different people at different times. 
And husbands too. You never know when the husband knocks on the door at night, who's showing up? Is he happy today? Is he frustrated today? Is he in the mood to complain? Is he, is he loving today? Is he just want to just be on his own, doesn't want to talk to anybody? Is he very talkative today? The same person is fluctuating up and down. That's the way humans are. They're not consistent in their way of life. A person who's not consistent is also not reliable because he may be having a bad day. And if you ask him the question the wrong time, he's not in the mood or he's in the mood for something else. And all of a sudden, you get an earful of something that's not really authentic. You follow? Three conditions for authentic advice. You have to have someone who cares for you, proven, he's proven his love to you, or he's proven to be a person who loves someone like you. He has to be a successful person in the area that you're asking, proven, and not one time, you know, success can be proven once. Because everyone get lucky once. You have to be successful. The guy's married for one day, and he's the happiest guy in the world. What's his value? What's his, what's his opinion worth? I think, ah, but he's successful. Doesn't mean anything. You got to be successful for a long period of time. And you have to be a consistent person. You can't be polar, bipolar, and bipolar. They used to be bipolar. Today there's tripolar, quadpolar. There's uh, many polar. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of polars. Yeah. Today if you see a bipolar guy, he's very good. He's only, he's only two. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. So after you finish learning about how to get advice, now you know the rules. Simple, by the way. These are not complicated rules. I didn't have to go and study the Zohar and the depth of Kabbalah to get this. This is very simple rules that every person on their own could get to it if you had a few minutes to think. You could be in New York. You could be in Panama. Anywhere. These are simple, simple rules that anybody in the world could figure out on their own. Logic. It's obvious. And by the way, we do it we do do it when there are situations that we know we're ignorant. There are certain situations, you know, Hashem, even though He gave us a Yetzirah to always be confident, but He did give us in our life situations where we know we know nothing. And He did that to help us a little bit, to, to, to help us realize. For example, a person, Lo Alenu, is ill, needs a heart surgery. So that's the situation well, there's no confidence in that. Hashem gave us in life certain situations where we know there's nothing doing here. He did that for us to help us a little bit realize, hey, you see, like you don't know here. Example, you don't know there either. And how do we handle ourselves when we are going to get a heart surgery? How do we handle it? So A, we want to go to someone who loves us. 
Very hard to find a doctor who loves you. Of course, doctor, yes. You can have someone, a doctor loves you. But let's say he loves that he's a doctor and he's afraid to lose his reputation. That will replace the love. Because the whole point of love is to make sure he gives you sound advice that you don't mess up. Because if you mess up, it's going to hurt him. So if it's going to hurt him because he loves you, or it's going to hurt him because he's going to lose his reputation, that would be someone who has a good reputation, right? Is someone that you would already say, check on the first. Because he has a very important job, pays him a lot of money, has a lot of kavod, and he would not want to mess up his reputation. So therefore, the first one is a check. The second one is, you find someone who's experienced and who's done it well. You go to a guy who says, I'm successful 50% of the time. Okay? Okay. Listen, if he's the best you can find, if that's the best numbers you could find, so you take him. But if you get someone who's 99%, it's a better one. So that's the second thing you fill out. And the third one is, you want to go, the guy has been doing this for a long time consistently. You can, not a guy that once in a while gets drunk on the operating table and, uh, and uh, it doesn't go so well. Usually he's very good. But if he's drinking sometimes or he's on some side of type of drug, he doesn't show up that day and doesn't do a good job. Consistent, cares, and successful. So we know how to do this. It's not, it's not rocket science. Very simple formula. You just got to use it for everything in life. Once you've done this, now you find yourself in a very difficult predicament. Because you realize that there's hardly a person in this planet that you can ask really any good advice to. Who, who are you going to ask? There might be some people for certain things. I'm not saying it's a, you know, help, helpless, but it's very, very hard. To get real, authentic advice. That's a big question that every human should have. Once I realize that I am not trustworthy and I realize that I need to get advice and here are the conditions. So where am I going? Big question of humanity. So I want to alert you based on this to the wisdom of the creator comes out really at the end of the day that the only one that can advise you is the creator of the world but I'm going to explain to you why you see the way Hashem designed the world he knew about this class and he designed the world in a way where you would realize then he's your top address. And he proves it to you. How? Number one. He created this world in such a way where you see constantly how much he loves you. You know, he created the world. He could have made the world where he gave every person his basic sustenance. We could survive our entire life on bread and water. A human can survive on bread and water and live their whole life that way. When somebody needs us in life and we give them their sustenance, we give them what they need to live, 
we would say that's a success. If the creator of the world made us, he could sustain us. Why did he have to make so many extras? Why did he have to make so many fruits? Thousands and thousands of fruits. I told you, just apples alone, I think there's 7,500 types. What would be missing in our life if we didn't have watermelons? Just melons enough. What? Why do you have to eat watermelons too? And blueberries and cranberries and grapes of all types and, and, and peaches and plums and nectarines and potatoes and sweet potatoes. What, what, do we, what do we need this for? If I came, if you came to my house and you were hungry and I gave you a basic bread, you would say, I'm a person of kindness. But if I came and I gave you every delicious item, the extra that you don't need, ah, this guy loves you. If you notice, a mother, what she cooks for her children, she doesn't make just bread. She makes every kind of food because she loves, when you love somebody, you want to give them the most pleasure that is possible within your means. What, you know, the purpose of life is to become a godly person. Godliness is the biggest pleasure, to be like Hashem. That is the purpose of our creation. So why do we need strawberries? Why do we need oranges and bananas and nectarines? For what? That's not the purpose of life. Why did the Creator spend so much effort on making such a world of extra? Everything is extra, not needed. I was in Israel the other day. I was by a, a place, a, a vineyard, where they had grapes. And the farmer says, Oh, pick this up from the floor. Make bore atse besamim. Oh, it's good. Oregano. I said, why? Wow, you planted this? He said, no, I didn't plant it. It comes on its own. The creator of the world is thinking about your oregano too. What would be missing in your pasta if you're missing oregano? Nothing really, but there's a little extra taste. You know, every spice in the world, the creator thought about it before he even made the world. Before you even existed, and I existed, he already is thinking, how can I make your experience to the highest level? I'm going to make you cinnamon. I'm going to make you nana. I'm going to make you this. God. You know how many spices are in the world? Endless spices. You know who made those spices? They're all planted from the Creator. He's sitting there thinking, what, can, what else can I do for you to make your life more pleasurable? Salt and sugar, vinegar, bitter, sweet. Sour, all types. For what reason does the creator of the world spend so much time? And by the way, the world is a gorgeous world. The blue skies, the beautiful oceans, the gorgeous mountains, the snow, the sun, the cloudy day, the sunny day, the rain. There's beauty in grass, there's beauty in green. There's, it's a gorgeous world. 
What does he have to do that for? For what reason? And also flowers, by the way. He even makes flowers. Flowers do nothing for us. They look, just look nice. What are these flowers for? I once told you, how come this, the minhag of the world is that when you love somebody, you buy them flowers. Why, why is that? I love you so much. Flowers. You know how valuable flowers are? Zero. Almost zero. You can't eat them. Many of them you can't even smell. They don't last for more than a few days. So you're giving someone that you love so much something worthless. If you love them so much, get them something that's lasting, something that's real, something they can eat. Where do you get them? Flowers. Who thought of this minag? The most ridiculous thing. I want to show you how much I love you. I'm going to buy you worthless flowers. Where's the logic? You know what the logic is? There is a very big logic to this. The logic is that you're telling the person, you see the pleasure you're getting from flowers? Very small pleasure. Just looks nice. That small pleasure that you have, for me, is worth working and going to the store and picking them out and delivering to you. All the effort for what? So you can have a little more pleasure. I love you so much that I'm willing to work so hard for something that's so unnecessary but will give you a little more pleasure. Meaning, if I work so hard to give a starving person food, it doesn't show so much love. So a little love. If you're starving and I give you food, so a little bit. But when I give you things that you don't need, the less you need something, and I'm still willing to work hard to give it to you, that shows how much I love you. This world, if you look everywhere, you can't miss Hashem's love. You know why He gave us all these extras? Because He doesn't expect you to ask Him for advice unless you could see in Him the conditions. He doesn't expect you to listen to Him just because He said. He's going to prove to you why He is the address that's supposed to advise you. So number one, He creates a world and He creates you Every pleasure you ever got in your life, think about that. It's only the Creator that gave you the ability to have that pleasure. Every pleasure you ever had. That means the Creator thought about your pleasures and wants you to enjoy. So therefore, the Creator says, I'm going to prove to you that I am qualified to be your advisor. I show you love every day. Endless love every day. Check. And then the second condition was know what I'm doing. Who knows what he's doing better than the Creator? How do we know that? Because you know how much wisdom there is in the world. Do you ever wonder why Hashem made the world so complex? Science just keeps uncovering, just peeling, peeling the onion. It never ends. They, they thought there was once a body and they realized it has many parts. They thought they were limbs and they, and they realized, no, no, there's more parts than limbs. There's cells. And then they went down to the atom. And, then, and every little 
thought of creation has endless amount of wisdom. There's wisdom in the stars, in the, and there's no end. Every day, as humans, they're uncovering more and more wisdom of the Creator. Why didn't Hashem just make the world simple? Why didn't He make it with such wisdom? Again, the purpose of life is to be godly, not to show off God's wisdom. Why does God show off His wisdom? He shows off. He could have made the world much more simple. You know, it, it, they, it, scientists today say that, that this galaxy has over a hundred billion stars. hundred billion stars in our galaxy alone. Many of them larger than the sun. And they say our galaxy is one of billions. What does he need to do that for? What is he showing off? You think the creator is showing off? He wants to show you how smart he is? Wants to show you how wise he is? No matter where you go, you see more and more and more and more wisdom. Why does he do that for? Because he wants to prove to you condition number two. Chokhmah, wisdom. He knows what he's doing. Look at the world. Look at the endless amount of chokhmah you see in the world. And then the third thing that you see in this world that Hashem has on display is consistency. You always have gravity pulling you down. Never happened that one day Hashem forgot to put on the button of gravity. Never happened that you just jumped and that for a moment you just started flying for a second and then you came down. Never happened. Never happened that you put on a fire and it didn't turn on for you. Never happened that you boiled an egg and it didn't boil. It never happened that the sun and the earth stopped for a little bit, took a rest from moving around the sun. Never happened that sunrise was different than what was expected. Never, never happened. Consistency. That's why when Hashem has to do a miracle, it's out of character and it's not something He likes to do. Because it, it's a knock on His consistency. Hashem is ne'eman, He's consistent. He does things all, you don't wake up one morning and see, oh, what's God's mood today? Is the, is, is the day going to come out the way it's supposed to? Are we going to have the same natural rules working like they were working yesterday? It's not like that. The world is consistent. The Creator is consistent. Look what Hashem does. He says, you want advice? I'm going to prove to you that you should come to me only. Because I have all the qualifications. I have the kindness, the love. Look how much I love you. Look how much I do for you that I don't need to. I'm showing you day in and day out. Two, you see the chokhmah in this world. Proven. And three, consistency. When a person realizes that, he knows there's only one address for wisdom. And that's the creator of the world. And in reality, that's what the Torah is coming to answer. The Torah is coming to answer the person who is looking for advisors. How can I get advice on the sure way to live life? How? The Torah. Hashem talks to us through the Torah and through the world, actually. He talks to us and He advises us. That's why David HaMelech says, He says, Mikol mitzvotecha. He says, your mitzvot, 
He calls them Anshe Atsati. He calls them the men who advise me. David Melech looked at the mitzvot as advisors. Wherever he walked in life, he was surrounded by advisors. That one's an expert in Shalom Bayit. That was an expert in what you do with your free time. That was an expert in what you're supposed to eat. That was an expert in how you rest. Advisors. Hashem gave us advisors. Every single mitzvah in the Torah is advice. This is the way to do it. This is the way to be. This is the wrong way to be. It doesn't matter what you think. This is the way to live life in every area. Whose advice is that? The creator of the world. The only one who's capable of giving perfect advice. Anything below Hashem, well, you can go to a Talmud Hacham. The only reason why you go to a rabbi is because you may not know what Hashem is saying. So you ask him, what does the creator think about this? What does the creator think about that? You're not asking his advice. You're asking the advice of the creator that he may know more than you. That's all. But this is the Torah's answer. The Torah is an answer to the question is of where can I get the best advice? The advice of life is only through the Torah and the mitzvot. And that's why we say every day, Anna, when we say Anna, we say, oh Hashem, we did this, we did that, we feel terrible. We say, Velo shavalanu. Say, it wasn't worth it. It's not worth it. Going with your own opinion when you have the Creator's opinion clear in front of you. This is the way we're supposed to reflect on our connection to the Torah and to Hashem. The more we realize that, the more we become connected to Hashem and connected to life itself, and the more we'll see atzlaha in everything that we touch, and we walk around with real confidence. Real confidence because we know that we have the right derech in everything that we do. That kind of person becomes a very powerful person that is matzliach in everything they touch. Have a wonderful day.